2 Samuel chapter 13, we continue to look at the life of David. I lied, I have to hurry, I got six chapters to cover tonight. <laughs> I'm just... Appreciate you guys. <clears throat> all right, I probably won't get through all six chapters. <clears throat> so, but we are going to try to get through some of this. And because actually chapters 13 through 18 uh, are, are dealing with one story. And, and, and it's the story of the revolt of Absalom against his dad, uh, David. And so we're just going to point out some things as we go and and uh, give some thought to some of these things and, and uh, uh, just see how we can apply them to our lives also. And so as we get into this, let's go ahead and ask the Lord's blessing on his word and on the study of it tonight and <clears throat> the life of Absalom, Joab, and David, and, and uh, just ask the Lord to bless. Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you, Lord, for our church family. Thank you that we can come together and worship and uh, proclaim your word and, and freely we're able to do that and I thank you for that. Thank you for your protection. I thank you for each family who's here and I, I pray that through the singing that we've had tonight that you have been honored and pleased with that through the fellowship, through the, the prayers, through the offering and now through the preaching that Father you will be honored in all that we do and I pray you bless this service and guide us and encourage us Lord in Jesus name I pray. Amen. So we're in chapter 13, and the first thing I want to give thought to as we get into the, the revolt of, of Absalom is let's take a look at his character a little bit and, and uh, see what's going on. And the first thing that we see, and we'll read this part, and I, I, I don't know if we'll read all of the chapters or as we go, or we'll, we, we may, but we're going to read the first part of this, and, and uh, we're going to see in the first 20 verses that as as we see a revealing of Absalom's character, we see that, that it's revealed through a terrible crime and, and something that happened to his family. And, and so we start seeing more of who Absalom is through this time. And it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister whose name was Tamar, and Amnon, the son of David, loved her. And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin, and Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, and the son of Shemiah, David's brother, and Jonadab was a very subtle man. You know, that this has nothing to do with Absalom's character, but it, it does talk about, Am, uh, 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 not Absalom, but it does talk about Amnon, and, and talks about uh, Shemiah is, is we need to remember, and, and I don't care how old we get, we need to be careful about the company that we keep. And we need to be careful with uh, the, the uh, uh, advice that we look for and seek from others. And, and let us make sure that we have friends that are willing and bold enough to tell you the truth. And to tell you the truth of what God's Word says and to be that kind of friend. And, and here we see that Amnon had a friend who was very subtle and very deceptive, and, and we find that that led him to make some terrible decisions and, and uh, make some, some uh, 
uh, really bad choices. And he said unto him, Why art thou being the king's son, lean from day to day? Will thou not tell me? And Amnon said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. First of all, Amnon obviously doesn't know what love is. And, and here we see that actually it was lust that he had. And, and we're going to see that and understand that later on. And, and, and here we, we need to under... To, uh, I mean, there, there are all kinds of messages here, okay? And, and, and I, there, there are all kinds of young ladies that Faye has had to deal with at the Caring Pregnancy Center where there has been a guy come along and say, oh, I love you. And then as soon as he gets what he wants and finds out now that she's pregnant, he decides, you know what? I don't think I love you so much. And now they're left on their own. And, and so ladies and, and young ladies and the teens that are sitting in here and, and tweens that are sitting in here, you, you need to understand that, that you need to wait long enough. You need to have a, a, a relationship with a, with a, um, a boy. At, at, you know, I'm talking to those that are younger and boys or young men. And, and you need to grow that relationship. And, and it needs to grow by talking to them and, and, and spending time with them and, and keep the physical out of the relationship until you know who this person is. So often we have in our world today where, where they're pushing our young people into a physical relationship and saying, oh, you need to do this because uh, in our humanistic society, if it feels good and, and it feels right, then it's okay and, and that's okay for you. And, and they never even tell you about the emotional stress that it's going to cause and they don't talk about the physical stress that it's going to cause, and they sure don't tell you that when you start doing those kinds of things that you are rebelling against God himself. And so here we, and so here, uh, here I go, getting off on other subjects, but how careful we need to be in, in understanding, and here Tamar saying, oh, I love her, and Jonadab said unto him, lay thee down on thy bed and make thyself sick, and when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come and give me meat and dress the meat in my sight that I may see it and eat it at her hand. So then we know that he goes into that plan of deception and, and brings her in there and then it's through that that he ends up raping her. And we saw that all the way through verse 14 and then we see the response of Amnon in verse 15, then Amnon hated her exceedingly so that the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her and Amnon said unto her arise be gone and she said unto him there is no cause this evil in sending me away is greater than the other that thou didst unto me and but he would not hearken unto her then he called his servant that ministered unto him and said put now this woman out from me and bolt the door after her and she had a garment of diverse colors upon her, for which such robes were the king's daughters that were virgins apparelled. Then his servant brought her out and bolted the door after her. I just see the heartbreak. I see the, I see the sadness in all of this. And, and I see Tamar, who is, who is devastated, and, and we don't hear much of her after this. And so I can only imagine that that never recovered truly from what went on in her life. And parents, may I tell you something? Your kids may squawk, they may holler at you, they may tell you that, that you are 
mean to them and that, that you are, you are uh, uh, not allowing them to have any kind of freedom and they're going to say that, they, that you hate them because all you do is want to keep them in their room and, and they can't run with all their friends. And I mean, you name it, you've probably heard it. Or if you don't have a teen and they're coming, get ready, you're going to hear it. You're going to hear how bad you are as a person, as a, as a, as a dad, as a mom, and, and as a parent, and, and all these things are going to go, but you need to stay with it, and you need to stick with it, and, and you need to show them, and, and, and look, if, if you got a girl and some young punk comes in, yeah, you need to grill him, you need to find out who he is, and you need to check his character, and you need to tell your daughter that, hey, I don't like him, and here's why I don't like him. And here's the characteristics of what I see. And, and these are the things that, and they're, they're like, well, how in the world can you know that? Because I might have been just like him. And so you need to stay with that. And, but here we see that Tamar was gone through a horrible situation. And then in 19, and Tamar put ashes on her head and rent her garment of diverse colors that was on her and laid her hand on her head and went on crying and Absalom, her brother, said unto her, Hath Amnon thy brother been with thee? But hold now thy peace, my sister, he is thy brother. Regard not this thing. So Tamar remained desolate in her brother Absalom's house. Horrible thing that went on on Tamar's life. And here we see that Absalom watched it and loved his sister and couldn't stand what had happened. And... and Amnon was a half-brother of Absalom. And so here again, we have all kinds of messes when David decided that he needed to have more than one wife. And, and never, in, never in the Bible does God condone that. Society may have allowed that, and, and they had many wives, but it never does show in the Scripture that God condones that. As a matter of fact, he shows us in the scripture that you need to be the husband of one wife. And so and you ought to love that one until the day that you die. And then if you're a widow, then you're free from that and, and you can move on. And, 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 and you know, I, I don't want to get into all of that, but you understand where I'm saying. And, 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 but here we see that Absalom saw this and was devastated for his sister. And so now we see in Absalom's character it was tested by a terrible crime that had taken place in his family. And we see when this terrible thing happened that his character is starting to be revealed. Sometimes God allows those things to happen in our lives also to reveal, first of all, to us what our character is and how we need to run to him and, and we need to look to him and we need to walk closer with him. And, and then there are those that are revealed and and, and honestly, what they go through and they see this, they're revealed as the fraud that they are. And that's truly what we see with Absalom is his fraudulent life. And so we see that because of this, that he harbored a horrible hatred and that hatred molded him and made him into something that was not what God wanted Oh, I, I think of people in my life that, that I've ran into and that I've watched through years of uh, living, and, and you see how there are times where, where we see some devastating things happen to someone, and, 
and we see their character revealed as, as someone godly. Do they struggle? Absolutely. Do they deal with anger? Yes. Do they deal with grief? Do, do, they, do they go through all of the, 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 the depression? Do they, you know, all the emotional highs and lows that you're going to go through in a, in a horrible thing that's happened to you? Yes, but in all of that, you see that person slowly, their feet are still turned and they're walking with the Lord and they're, and, and they're you know, hey, they might not come out of that and, and the very next week praising God for all of the wonderful things and, and happy-go-lucky smile on their face, but you can see that they're walking with God. But you can also see those that have gone through that and, and as they go, they get ornerier and they get bitter and they get mad and their, and their entire demeanor changes. And they just become someone that, that you couldn't recognize from earlier. Well, Absalom, I believe, is one of those. And here we see that when we get into the looking at his character and how this hatred molded him, that he was a very calculated person. Look at this in verse 21. But when David heard of all these things, he was very wroth. Oh, he was upset. David, maybe, maybe you should have been upset first of all. And I'm sure he was. I, I do believe David loved his family. I have no doubt. I believe David loved his family passionately. But here we see that he was very upset and, and he was angry. He was probably angry at Amnon for the being the idiot that he was. And and he was and and it never says anything about him, but but I, I would be pretty safe to say that that uh, um, uh, uh, Jonadab, the friend of Amnon, I would imagine he disappeared. I would imagine he either ran and hid in the wilderness or he became fertilizer in the king's rose garden. That's what my guess would be. And so he was upset with Amnon. He was also upset with, with all of these things that were going on. And, and I'm sure he was upset because of of the of just the stress and the testimony being hurt with him being king and and so here he is he's upset and and Absalom spake unto his brother Amnon neither good nor bad for Absalom hated Amnon because he had forced his sister Tamar remember I told you this morning when we were giving thought to anger and and wrath and, and walking away from that, well, here we see one who doesn't. And he doesn't walk away from it. And he doesn't give place to wrath. As a matter of fact, he lets it harbor and, and, and dock in his mind and in his heart. And, and so now he starts a calculation and, and what he's going to do. And, and then it goes on in 23 through 27, and he waits for that opportunity. And it came to pass after two full years you think Absalom had changed in that time period yeah I do I, I think that he had gone into a dark place and become very dark and calculated and probably didn't have too many friends around him at the time and 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 was uh, very subtle in what he's doing and and here it says after two full years that Absalom had sheep shearers and Baal Hazor which is beside Ephraim, and Absalom invited all the king's sons. And Absalom came to the king and said, Behold, now thy servant hath sheep shears. Let the king, I beseech thee, and his servants go with thy servant. You know, I gave some thought to that. 
And, and I know I just have to speculate because we don't have an answer to this. You know what I think? I think two things. I think, first of all, he probably asked the king to go with him, knowing that he would probably say no. And so, uh, and, and so instead then, he says, well, why don't you send all the brothers and, and, and uh, make sure Amnon comes too. I want us all to go, big happy family reunion with all the brothers. And, and so he, he, he decides that, okay, he's probably not, not going to say yes, and so I can use this. I can get Amnon out there away from the king, and, and I can do the, the devious deed that I want. But you know what? I, I, I wonder, I do wonder in my mind, what if David would have said yes? I would have no doubt that maybe Absalom would have tried to kill him. I think he hated his dad. I think he hated not only his brother, but I think he hated his dad for everything that was going on. I know it's speculation, so you can take that or leave it. It's okay. But he goes on, and, Abs- and, and so Absalom pressed him that he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Now Absalom had commanded his servants, saying, and, and so here we are. He, he's calculated. He waits for the opportunity, and now he's going to act upon his plan. Mark ye now, when Amnon's heart is merry with wine, when I say unto you, smite Amnon, then kill him. Fear not, have not I commanded you. Be courageous and be valiant. And the servants of Absalom did unto Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons arose, and every man got him up upon his mule and fled. So all the brothers were there. And Absalom told his servants, when we get him out there and we get him, we'll, we'll get him drunk and, and we're going to take care of him. And they killed him. And the rest of the sons got on their mules and they fled and they got out of the area. And, and the news came to the uh, to the king, and, and the first news that came to the king is that Absalom killed everybody, killed all your sons, and, and you don't have anyone alive anymore, and, and Absalom killed them all. And then, then it came, and, and, and we see that he was told the truth, and, and uh, uh, here we see that um, found out that it was only Amnon that had been killed, and, and so it, it uh, uh, helped ease the pain a little bit, and and then it says in verse 37, But Absalom fled and went to Talmai, the son of a, uh, uh, Amahud, king of Geshur, and David mourned for his son every day. The king loved his family. I believe that he mourned for Amnon. I believe that he mourned for Absalom. I believe he mourned for the disruption in all of his family and and it tells us that, and there's, pro- and I, and I believe there's more than just these three. Uh, I'll, I'll have to go back and look, but I believe uh, Psalm 39, Psalm 41, Psalm 55. I, I think it's somewhere around. I'm not sure if it's Psalm 16 or not, but it was during this this whole period of time that we're looking at from chapter 13 through chapter 18, where David wrote many of those psalms. And go back and read some of those psalms. I'll give you a list of those next week of psalms that were written during this time. And, and go back and read those psalms. And, and you can see the heart of David as he, as he writes in those. And, and, and how broken he was and how saddened he was uh, during this time. And, 
And it almost, and, and, and you can read also, and even in the Psalms, and it almost appears that during this time period now that David may have been dealing with some kind of sickness in his own life, maybe brought on by the grief. And, and, and so remember these, I mean, there's some things here that we need to apply, not only spiritually, but physically too, where David was dealing with some terrible uh, stress. He was dealing with some major family issues. <clears throat> he was dealing with the horrible grief that was going on. You need to take care of yourself. Because when you get down physically, as many times when Satan really attacks you spiritually. And so I do believe that David was having some real struggles during this time. And, and in all of this, we see Absalom, he acted on his plan and, and, he, and he ran from the consequences of his crime and, and, and uh, wouldn't stand and, and take the punishment for what he had done. So it did show his character. David was surrounded by these kinds of people, and some of them had true character, but many were false characters too. And then we see the character of Joab. We'll do this one and we'll be done, but Joab's character is revealed to us in chapter 14. So here we know that David, it says that in, in uh, chapter, or verse 38 and 39, chapter 13, so Absalom fled, went to Geshur, and was there three years. And the soul of King David longed to go forth unto Absalom, for he was comforted concerning Amnon, seeing he was dead. So it came to a point where he grieved for his son, grieved for the bad decisions, grieved for his death, and grieved for Absalom, and now three years later was truly wanting to see his son. Well, Joab, being the character that he was, and and I don't believe that Joab was doing any of this because it benefited the king. I don't believe that Joab cared one iota about, about the king whatsoever other than his position that he had being that second in charge. And, and here we see that Joab understanding this then, that it, it says in verse 1, Now Joab, the son of Zariah, <clears throat> perceived that the king's heart was toward Absalom. And Joab sent to Tekoa, and fetched thence a wise woman, and said unto her, I pray thee, feign thyself to be a mourner, or lie, and act like you are a mourner. And put on now mourning apparel, and anoint thyself with oil, but be as a woman that had a long time mourned for the dead. And come to the king, and speak on this manner unto him. So Joab put the words in her mouth. He was a very deceptive individual. I mean, he did this all the time, and, 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 and we know that, you remember, he's already, uh, he already, um, when, when uh, uh, David became king, and, and uh, just slipped my mind, the, the right-hand man of King Saul, um, had uh, Joab ended up killing him, he, uh, Abner, Abner, Abner was his name, somebody say Abner? Yeah, thank you, Sam. And, and so Abner was his right-hand man. You remember Joab, uh, because Abner killed his brother, and so then Joab goes out and kills him, and, and, and I could have caused all kinds of problems and divided the nations even worse than they were, and, but uh, by, by David's remorse, kept them together. And so here he is, he's still deceptive, and so he brings this young lady in, and, or a, a lady in, and makes her fake this, and then tells a story, and, and it's the exact story of, 
of David and Absalom and Abnon, but acting like it's her own life. And, and, and David said, let me give some thought and I'll rule on this. And she said, no, I really want to know because, because if, if are you going to kill my son? Can he not come back and, and, and be allowed to come back and not die? And David said, yes, fine. Let him come back and live. And then we find out that Joe, and then we know that he's put himself into a bind being the king and saying this. And so then we know in verse 19, David even knows how deceptive Joab is and knows his character and still continues to put up with him and, and how manipulative uh, Joab was. And verse 19, the king said, Is not the hand of Joab with thee in all of this? The woman answered and said, As thy soul liveth, my lord the king, none can turn to the right hand or to the left, for not that my lord the king has spoken. For thy servant Joab, he bade me, and he put all these words in the mouth of thine handmaid. To fetch about this form of speech, hath thy servant Joab done this thing, and my lord is wise, according to the wisdom of an angel of God, to know all things that are in the earth. Now, if he really cared about Absalom, and he really cared about David, then he wouldn't be the one that ends up killing Absalom. And so here we see the character of Joab is, is one that he's deceptive, he's manipulative, and honestly he just really doesn't care about anyone but himself. It goes on, and the king said unto Joab, Behold, now I have done this thing, go therefore, bring the young man Absalom again. He said, So bring him home but don't let him come into my presence. Let him go to his home and live in peace. He can be my son, but he's not going to enjoy all the benefits of that. So Absalom came back, and there were born unto him three sons and one daughter. It says that he was very fair to look at, and so was very popular because of who he was and how he looked, and it tells us that he dwelt for two years there in Jerusalem, and, and he wanted to see the king. So he sends out his men to approach Joab, and Joab shows his character again and won't answer him. And so Joab had only done that to help further his own position with the king, and so Absalom sets his field on fire to get Joab's attention, and so Joab comes to him ready to fight, and Absalom says, look, if you just listen to me and come to me and talk to me, and obviously you don't care, but I want to see the king. So Joab came to the king and told him, and when he had called for Absalom, he came to the king and bowed himself on his face to the ground before the king, and the king kissed Absalom. You know, something we need to learn just because he bowed to the king didn't mean that he was loyal you know i i think that you 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 talk about messages that you could preach out of these two chapters and maybe i should go back and i'm getting these messages as i'm standing up here preaching this but you you could you could preach a message on 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 your your purity you you could preach a message on companions you could preach a, a dozen uh, different messages on character. You could preach messages on, on walking with God and having the discernment that God wants us to have. And, and here David was surrounded by some characters that 
were self-seekers and were seeking to destroy his kingdom. You know, we need to be careful with that. We need to guard what God has given us in this local church. It is special. I know it's special. We know it's special. God knows it's special. But so is the devil. And the devil is going to do everything he can to destroy it. You know, the thing that always bothers me are those that, those that aren't called to that spot David's the anointed king. David was a king. Leave that to God and follow the king and allow him to be the king that God wants him to be. You aren't the king, Joab. You're not the king, Absalom. Is David perfect? No, he's not. But is he the one called to be the king of Israel? Yes, he is. I find it amazing in local churches all over the country where there is a man that is called to be the pastor of that church. And as long as he is not being a heretic, then those church people need to follow that man. You mark it down. Mark it down. I've seen it over and over and over. Those that go in and destroy a church because they're mad at the preacher, and they end up getting... They, they form a coup and they get the pastor out of that church, not because he's a heretic, but because they just decided that they didn't like him or they wanted to run it. That church never does anything for God. It doesn't. And I'm not talking about allowing the pastor to be God. He's not. But I am saying that there needs to be a respect for authority and there needs to be a respect for, for the king. There needs to be a respect for that one that is called to be the pastor. Not that he's perfect in any way. You hold him up in prayer because he is a, he, I was going to use a Missouri term. Sometimes he is a dork. <laughs> but he's your dork. And together in our dorkness, we follow the Lord. And we love each other. We help each other. And don't try to control something that isn't yours to control. It's not mine to control. It's God's. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. He's the chief shepherd. And if the shepherd is doing what he's supposed to do, he's following the chief shepherd. We see God bless that. And look, I'm not telling you that we have any issues. We don't, as far as I know. But there could be something underlying. And we need to guard against it. Because you know what we're going to see? Oh, word. I, I used a fancy word for point number three. We have Absalom's character. We have Joab's character. And thirdly, we have Absalom's coup d'etat. I had to look how to spell it. And we'll see that next week. You know how he got it all started? He won the hearts of men. You know, be careful of a pastor. Be careful of a pastor who tries to win your heart to be loyal to him. Okay? That's a heretic. Look for the pastor 
that tries to win your heart for Christ and a follower of Christ. Follow him. Follow him. Call each other out when we're not following him. But let's follow him. And here we see that Absalom won the hearts of the people and caused a devastating time to come. And it ultimately brought his own death. So we'll see that as we go. And we see the character being revealed. We see the character of Absalom being revealed through a, a terrible time of trial. We see that it brought into where, where he harbored such a bitterness that it made him into one full of hatred. We saw the character of Joab, who was self-seeking, self-serving, self-promoting, and did everything he could to always put himself in the spotlight and, and put him in a good position. But now we're going to see the mess that's going to take place. And we'll see how God continues to take care of those who follow him. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for our church body. Lord, we know that the devil is deceiving. We know that he hates us. We know that he wants to destroy us as a family. He, 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 wants, us to, he wants our kids to turn against the, the, uh, the parents. He, he wants the parents to turn against each other. He wants the parents to hate the kids and, and, and cause issues in the family. He, he wants the families to turn against the other families in the church. And, and he wants families to turn against the pastor. And he wants the pastor to turn against the people. And, 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 and it just goes on and on. And, Lord, we know that. And, and we know that that's satanic. We know that it's ungodly. It's unbiblical. And it's not right. And, Lord, guard us. Protect us. Keep that out of here. Keep that out of our attitudes. Help us to understand more of what it means by love covers a multitude of sins. Help us to help each other to be what we need to be. Help us to lift up those who are carrying a burden too heavy for them to carry and let us help them. Help us to love each other and overlook the quirks and the personalities and love each other like we should. Help us never to see color thinking that one is better than the other. Lord, we know there's only one race. And Father, you died for all of that human race. And I thank you. And help us to live in a way that represents that. Father, let us learn. Let us learn from David's life, one that was not perfect, but one that was passionate in following you. Help us to learn from the self-seekers like Joab. Help us to learn from those that harbor bitterness like Absalom. Let us learn to be better and walk closer to you and get rid of that stuff in our lives that hinder us. Father, I pray that you will guide. I pray that you will bless us. Draw us to you. Use us and guide us. I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed.